0: Good morning, good morning, federal employees. My name is Dallin Haas, and welcome back to another great episode of Plan Your Federal Benefits. I am a financial planner helping federal employees get the most out of their retirement and their benefits and we're going to jump right into a questions and answers episode. And if you have any questions about federal retirement, about investing, about your benefits, about any of the things that I talk about, there's a link in the description below on the YouTube video and the podcast. Where you can submit questions, it'll take you to my website, a page on my website where you can send me direct questions about what the things that you're thinking about, and I will definitely address the ones that I think will apply to the most people right here on my podcast, on my YouTube video. So please, please, if you have any great questions, feel free to share in the link below. And today we have two incredible questions that we're going to dig into today. And the first one was in response to a previous video that I made in YouTube, a uh, podcast that I made, and it's a great one. Alright, so let's jump right into this question, and it reads, it says, hey, I am a special provisions furs, and I watched your video video on colas, or cost of living adjustments, and my question is, do special provisions receive colas before age 62, no matter the age that they retire? Thank you for posting your content, you're very welcome. So. This is a good question. So a few, it might have been some weeks or maybe even some months ago, I posted a video on getting bumps to your pension, meaning getting increases to your pension in retirement. Now, this is a common question that I get and one that I probably should have clarified better in my previous video. Um, but there is a big difference between special provisions furs and traditional furs. And I apologize to special provision furs because the vast majority of my videos that I produce and the information that, that I give is is tailored for traditional furs. There's more traditional furs out there, and so most information that I do share is tailored to them. Now, that being said, the vast majority of the information applies to both groups, whether it's special provisions or traditional furs. And just to clarify, when I say special provisions, I'm talking about law enforcement officers, I'm talking about air traffic controllers, some congressmen, things like that where they're, they're, the retirement rules are a little bit different. The vast majority of things I share are gonna apply the same for both of the groups, but there's definitely a number of things that are different for both of these groups, and this happens to be one of them. So for regular FURS, traditional FURS, if you retire before age 62, then that's great and dandy, you can retire often as long as you're eligible, if you meet the rules, The problem is you don't get COLA's or cost of living adjustments to your pension before age 62. And basically what that means, let's say if you retire, your minimum retirement age and 30 years, so let's say 57 with age 57 with 30 years of service okay, that means from age 57 when you stop working and 62 you're not going to get any increases to your pension. So let's say your net pension during that time is two grand, okay, so you're going to continue to get the two grand during that time now what is actually going to happen is because your pensions not increasing but things like your health insurance might be increasing and other things those things are actually increasing the prices that your net pension might actually decrease during those, those five years by a little bit, not of course a huge dramatic amount most of the time but um, because you're not getting the increases in your pension it might actually decrease your net pension during those five years. Okay? So that's that's important to know. Now, for special provisions furs, the rules are different for you. Okay, and because you can retire sometimes significantly earlier than other furs, um, the rules are different. And so you can actually receive colas whenever you're eligible to retire with an immediate annuity. Okay? Let's say you know some can retire let's say as early as 50 or even early if you have enough years of service, special provisions furs, then you'd be able to get colas on your pension um, right from the get go, right? So you'd get increases every year. So that's an, a huge perk of being in, in uh, special provisions first, right? So that is a big, big difference that I definitely want to clarify. And so thank you for whoever submitted this question. It definitely helps a lot. So let's jump on to question number two. Okay. The question is, and before I dig in, this next question is in response to a video that I did on sick leave and annual leave and how they kinda of work out in retirement. So it was in response to that, just to kinda of give you some, some background. And then this is their question. They say, isn't it better to use all of your sick leave because adding more money to your TSP and the matching? Also, you'd be earning more sick leave and annual leave. Okay, so basically, let's break this down. So what they're asking is, isn't it better to use sick leave during your career before you retire okay so let's let's dig into this sick leave for those that already that don't already know if you retire and you have sick leave still on the books basically what happens is that time gets added into your years of service for your pension calculation okay so I I did a quick example so let's say you got twenty years of service okay your high three is a hundred grand and if you ask why I use a hundred grand as an example for the high three every time is because it's easy to do math with okay so twenty years of service a hundred grand and if, you, if your multiplier is one percent let's say it is then your annual gross pension 20 grand a year okay now let's say you retire and you have six months worth of sick leave okay so that six months worth of sick leave is going to just add into your pension calculation. So instead of having just 20 years of service in your calculation, then you're gonna have 20 and a half. So 20.5, right? And if you run those numbers, basically 20.5 times 100 grand times your 1%, your your gross pension in a year is going to increase by $500, right? So it's not a huge amount, but it's a nice perk, right? And what this gentleman is asking is, hey, what if I just use my sick leave? Isn't that better than just letting it increase my pension? And this is a very interesting question because when you just run the numbers, I mean, let's say this, this um, person with a, a salary of $100,000, $100, well, taking six months of, of leave would mean close to, let's say, fifty grand. Worth of salary plus other benefits, right? And so, if you run the numbers, I mean, adding $500 to your pension a year is nice, but giving up 50 grand for that—I mean, it'd take you 100 years to pay that back, right? <laughs> to to reach your break-even point. So, I mean, technically speaking, if you just run the numbers like that, it would make a ton more sense just to use your sick leave before you retire. Now, there's a number of regulations and rules per agency and OPM. About using your sick leave, and of course you want to make sure that you follow all these rules. You don't want to be breaking any of these rules or any of these things um, just for the sake of you know, of, of getting um, this potentially extra little little thing at the end of your career. Now, that, this is why some people just often say, "Hey, I'm not going to use my sick leave before I retire. I'm just going to just work out until I'm done, and then I'm just going to let it increase my pension." It, it's probably simpler and easier to do that. But as this this person mentions, I mean technically speaking, if you if the decision was to retire today or to retire in six months using six months' worth of sick leave, if you could pull that off following all the different rules of you know OPM, of your agency working with your supervisor and all these things, yeah I know it would make sense to use your sick leave, but good luck doing it, right? There may be a number of things that you have to watch out for, working with your agency, making sure everything's kosher. You don't wanna be breaking the rules um, or be penalized or anything like that because of these issues. So that's my advice. Obviously, it's gonna depend on your position and the rules and the different things that your agency, um, your supervisor will allow you to do. But those are my rough thoughts. So I hope that was helpful. Again, if you have any questions yourself, In the description below, you will find a link to my website where you can submit questions for me to answer on the next episode of Questions and Answers. So until next time, have a great rest of your day.